Welcome to episode 36 of the Making Geeks podcast. We are the podcast for makers, dads, and geeks. And we have our usual squad, Mr. Josh Price. Hey, everybody. Mr. Marco Keefe. What's going on? Mr. Wes Swain. Hello. And I am Sean Jolliker. What's up, guys? How's it going? Pretty good. Awesome. Good. Oh, great. Really I feel like good. we're much more lively on Thursday. Yeah. Hope of the weekend. I can, I can sleep a little late on Thursdays, <laughs> not up at 5 o'clock. So if Wednesday's a hump day, we're sliding down the hump right now, right towards the weekend. So we're like, wee Into excitement. Yes. That's what she said. It's a slippery hump. <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? Every time someone says that, I always go back to that Jeff Dunham uh, stand-up bit where he had uh, Ahmed. And just, I always hear in the back of my head, that's what she said, that's what she said, over and over and over and over and over. I don't know why. Sweet, what you guys have been up to this week? Why she went and did something cool. Yeah, I hung out with Adam Savage last night. Yeah, you know. With, you know, a couple dozen feet in between us. He never actually talked to me or acknowledged my presence, but we basically <laughs> hung out and we're best friends. <laughs> and Michael from Vsauce, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, Brain Candy live stage tour thing that they're doing came to Raleigh or to Durham specifically uh, last night. And Catherine and I went to that. I know you don't want to give too much away about it, but was it, was it worth it? Did you enjoy it? I definitely enjoyed it more than Catherine did. I think um, this mini review isn't probably so addictive just take of my headphones off experience. Just no, my it's ears. just okay. like they were, they were late coming on to the show, like to actually like start like probably mm-hmm. 15 minutes or more, which for like something at like a performance theater kind of venue, that's not cool. Um, and they didn't really like build that time back in anywhere else. So it's kind of like wasted. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nitpicking at this point cause it was, it was really fun, but I'll start with the negatives, I guess first. Um, there's a lot more dancing in it than I thought there would be. Dancing. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that one they had an intermission halfway through the show. And when they came back, they had, like up until that point, they had like sciency demonstration stuff and like fun things, and a lot of a lot a lot a lot of interaction with the audience. And after they come back from the intermission, like during the intermission, they had people tweet questions from the you know, show that they're at in the audience to them, and like Adam did like three or four, and Michael did three or four, and they did the Q and A after everybody got back from intermission, so it was like jammed into the middle of the show, so it sort of felt out of place to me, and like a lot of the questions they were asking. You know, if you if you're familiar with Adam, you hear a lot of the same answers from a lot of the same talks that he does. So it felt like filler to me, and I was kind of annoyed by that. I would rather they just did more of the stuff that I came there to see specifically. I don't know, just kind of a nitpick. But beyond that, it was it was good. They did that during the MythBusters show, where like right in the middle, they yeah. they took questions from the audience, like specifically for Adam and Jamie. And right. I think that's I think that's Part a chance to, for like yeah, to, especially to get people to be able to interact with them. Like they, I don't know if they call anybody up on the stage, but I know during the other show they did. And so they can see that a lot of people are interested and they, it's a chance sure. to kind of get real and get personal with people. But, but yeah, if you know anything about them, it's like you had one, one question mm-hmm. and you'd pick that one. Like, yep. come on, man, you can watch any of their shows and got the answer to that question. But it was pretty good. They did some, uh, some stuff on stage. I never seen like science demonstrations of that particular phenomenon and stuff. And a lot of all the stuff they showed was like around one theme. 
So it had like a nice like arc, story arc sort of going from one thing to another. And Adam actually built something that day that he brought on stage that Michael had never seen. And like you actually get his reaction to it. Like for the first time, it was pretty cool. And then some stuff actually started failing on stage. Like this one thing they had to present, um, it didn't work at first. And so you like actually see him start like troubleshooting it and like ad hocing and like kind of uh, tri- like a triage, like right there on stage. Like, all right, this is actually, this isn't actually part of the show. This is not supposed to not do this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so it was cool. They actually got everything working and everything, but it was kind of neat to see him, his brain kind of going. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. It, it was definitely kid friendly. Um, I'd, I'd go again. Yeah. I think that 15 minutes at the beginning, I think that might be that like backstage VIP, whatever time that probably got eaten into. That should be at the end. It's like, it's super late at the end. Cause it's I remember when I went to the Mythbusters thing, it was the same thing. They had the VIP uh, thing in the beginning, uh, but I got, I got, I got them. I got VIP tickets to the one in Jacksonville on the 19th. I tried to get them to the Mythbusters show, but it was all sold out. And so I'm going to be Adam Savage's best friend. And then I'll talk about you so we can all be best friends together. Nice. One thing I did like, if you watch a lot of uh, Vsauce, the YouTube channel Vsauce mm-hmm. from Michael Stevens, they added some bits in there that were obviously his kind of contribution. And they had like kind of word diagrams and stuff. And it showed like different topics going from one to another. They had like a lot of visuals too like on screens and you'll see it at the end. They kind of do like a wrap up and it's kind of, it reminds me a lot of the stuff that he does where he starts at one topic and goes to another and like, they're all tangentially related, but they kind of end up circling back around like with a lot of his videos and they kind of did that, which was nice. Cool. They, they actually genuinely seem to get along with each other versus like Adam and Jamie, which obviously don't. Um, so it was cool to see them like play off of each other and have like comic timing. It was a nice change. Right yeah, Mark, what you what you been up to? Brainstorming with a buddy of mine. He uh, he kind of changed my mind about the YouTube channel, so I've been delving back into how I would present that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had the same reaction because he said a couple things to me, and I was like, ah, I don't see my. And then he he mentioned some stuff. I was like, ah, oh, maybe maybe I could pull that off, huh? Because he's because he brings up the point like there's YouTube channels like the guy who just taps on stuff has a couple thousand subscribers by just tapping. There's there is a channel the guy's like oh I'm gonna tap on this marble plate a hundred times and he, it's like it's this super OCD channel I guess but he just you know, marble wood metal I'm gonna tap this key on this bike and and it's like those those weird channels that have a billion people following them like the you know? knife channel. Well, see, that I can kind of understand because everyone wants to see what happens. You know, I, I know what tapping on things looks like or <laughs> or like certain like the unboxing channels, which, yeah, are a little weird. But, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's just there's a niche out there for everything. And so we've been thinking about a couple things because he wants to do one, too. And uh, so we've been kind of going through that and working on our prototype that I finally got done, so I passed the ball to him. Now it's up to him. Ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> There seems to be a lot of uh, YouTube identity crises going on recently. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with evolution. Nope. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much been me. It's been just a lot of planning. I've also been considering rearranging my basement so I can get all my 
my office out from underneath the bedrooms, so I might be able to uh, work at night without disturbing people. That'd be good. That's, that's a lot mm-hmm. of work. Sean, what about you? Did your uh, your song and dance number last week actually bring in some more students? A um, little bit. Good ones are like super dumb ones. That was a loaded question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I want to even answer it. All my students are the best, top-notch caliber of people. <laughs> yeah, right. I won't oh, even say nice. that to their face now. Are they running like a fine-tuned machine? <laughs> no, and I can't think of anything nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything at all. No, my, my week's been a little bit different since my son just started playing baseball. Nice. He had his first practice two days ago and his second one today. And it's a little bit bittersweet for me because I played baseball. That was, in many ways, my my first love. I wanted to be a pro baseball player when I was younger. But then after high school, I basically turned my back on sports and have hated sports ever since. But now I have my son playing, giving me a you know he's giving it a shot, and it's a little bit weird being out there with him, and kind of going back to all that and teaching, trying to teach him the fundamentals. We played a little bit together, but you know, he's never played on a team before. And it's very much like being a part of the movie The Sandlot because my son is Smalls. He, he he is that kid. And I showed him the movie a couple months ago, and I think he missed a point. He's supposed to be Benny the Jet, not not Smalls, but it's just it's it's who he is. We want to get some more of that coordination down, and yeah, it, it'll be interesting this year. I thought you were going to go with more of an Uncle Rico tan, uh, kind of direction on that. Like, you see that mountain over there? I hit a ball over that mountain. When no, I was, you know, your age, like no, no. recalling your. Glory kind of days. Balls, uh, 192 thread. <laughs> I, I used a 195. It's cool. No big deal. No, I, I've never, I've never liked that approach, but because I don't want him to turn into Napoleon either. So, gosh, Dad. <laughs> God. I just started coaching T-ball. My first practice is next week, and I get to pick the name. Like I was like, oh my God, the the possibilities are endless because the kids don't care what the name is. And somebody at work, I t- I, I wanted to be the Isotopes, like on the Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> and Albuquerque has a team called the Albuquerque Isotopes and there's already logos and stuff. I was just going to kind of pillage off the internet. And someone's like, kids aren't going to know what isotopes are. Doesn't matter. Like, okay, well, ask, ask a kid what a Yankee is or what an Oriole is or what a, you know, like tell them what a White Sox is or a Red Sox. Like, they don't care. Oh, I was the Orioles. Yeah, like Deke was the Cardinals last year and the most arbitrary, like we live in Southern Georgia. Like, who cares about the Cardinals? What's a Bruin exactly? Yeah, exactly. And I so think I, it's a bird. Yeah, I took all that into consideration. I think we're gonna be, we're gonna be Team Valor. So I'm gonna throw it to, it's a T-ball team. So I figure I'll Pokemon. do a Pokemon homage. Figure there's enough stuff out there in the world that's cheap that's got little Phoenix or whatever stamped on it. It'll be Team Valor. My son's been begging me to coach too, and I, I just can't do it. I can't coach little it's kids. Really fun. I can't coach little kids. The same reason why I can't teach elementary school. Because I will I can't have coach my own kid. I'll have the kids crying. Coach other people. <laughs> I tried to teach Deke today how to ride his his training wheels, and it's it's like I'm I'm beating that kid. I'm, like, Dude, just, I'm, I'm helping you. My bike is wobbly. We need a new one. It's ridiculous. So it's teaching other people's kids is fine. Teaching your own kids, that's different. It's also one of the reasons why I want I don't want to coach. I want the other coaches to. You know, talk to him instead of. Oh, me. you'll step in. Oh, don't worry. I was out in the field today trying to keep my mouth shut. It's hard. I don't want to be there because of that. <laughs> I'm coaching this year because we had a terrible coach last year, and I just I'm not biting my lip anymore. And then there was a certain part where she asked me to like help out on the field, and she would say something, 
And nothing against her. Like, we didn't have a coach, and she stepped up. So, so she stepped up when no one else did, and when I didn't. But I was just like, what you're saying is, I didn't say it to her face, but I was like, this is 100% wrong. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Go do this instead. And Tiff conveniently brought that up when it was time to sign Deacon up. She's like, do you want to coach? I'm like, no, I don't want to coach. And she reminded me of all that stuff. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm coaching now. I'm going to try to avoid that as long as I can. I used to coach. I coached my brother for a couple of years. I really don't want to go back to it. Be all right. Just yell, take a lap every once in a while. It'd be fine. That's probably, uh, yeah, I'd probably do that. <laughs> but I had a cool, I had something, was it Tuesday? I got interviewed by uh, John Berard for uh, MakerCast. If you, you don't crying? know it, huh? Did you start crying? No. Like, did it he bring up some, like, pent up childhood? <laughs> it did get real. Memory? Yeah. I was, yeah, I I was to gonna say, it it's 50% first. of us. Yeah. He did make it real every once in a while. But I made him laugh. So it was good. I had him where I wanted him. But if you don't know what MakerCast is, uh, it's a podcast that is way more deep than ours. Like, they, they take makers from across the entire spectrum of making things. And it's like, all right, well, tell me your earliest childhood memory and how it's affected you now. And it was a lot of that. But it there was there was certain points where it got that deep but it was it was really really cool we all met john when we were in boston at the the making it uh, podcast event and yeah he does a really good job of what he does but it was really super fun so i don't know when it's going to come out but it was really cool you know you've made it when you get on his show i guess you know he really wants to come on our show he did mention that he's never been on anybody else's podcast and i i hounded him a couple of times and he said that we will get the exclusive noise. Yeah. Cause uh MakerCast is working on like a mentorship program where they yeah. hook up, you know, people that are trying to learn how to do a business with people that are already existing, you know, business owners or entrepreneurs and how to connect those two together. And he says, it's not quite where he wants it yet. And whenever it is up and running and he needs to do like a publicity tour across the community that we get first dibs. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. And we're going to make him cry. Tell him our earliest <laughs> <laughs> memories. So that was super fun. Thanks. It's really cool. Wes, what are we talking about today? Today's sort of a potpourri episode, wouldn't you say? We, Pot, uh, potpourri? Potpourri. Potables? We, uh, we took a collection of all the questions we've gotten since the last time we've done one of these, which is like never. And we I think we're going to do like a lightning round of questions and some other tidbits of knowledge there in between. What do you guys think? Yeah, we've got a bunch. We got, we've been inundated lately with Twitter questions, which is awesome. Well, one guy did send in a, a good amount of them, but I forget who his, what his name was. <laughs> it might come to me. I'm not sure. I don't know. It might be on here a little bit later. But, yeah, so uh, we'll each ask a question. Try to answer it as succinctly as you can. And hopefully your succinct answer will leave more <laughs> to, to ask about later, but... Let's do some goofy questions. And that's the thing. When you listen to other makers' podcasts, it's like, well, I have this kind of table saw. What kind of Bluetooth blade do you reckon? We don't have technical questions like that on this show. And we shouldn't. Get goofy questions. <laughs> no. So these are silly. These are goofy. And they're geeky. And that's what we're about. So hopefully your question is in here. And if not, uh, retweet it at whoever looks at the Twitter account because I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to Twitter. So who's starting us off? I'll start off. The first one's a, a softball. It's a nice, easy one. DC versus Marvel. Go, Josh. Mm, 
DC in the comic books, Marvel in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I got to I kind of got to lean with Marvel on movies and comics, but DC on TV. Although Agents of Shield does try really hard and that is my favorite show. <laughs> All right, so we got we got to remember the softball. Mark, that was good. You just picked up, but so there's no goofy silences between our lightning. It'd be the crappiest lightning round. <laughs> we just wait for the empty silence. So you got to throw it. Throw it somebody. All right, Sean. Uh, DC. DC not not for movies though. Not for movies, only for comic books. I to- I told you my my opinion on the movies, right? Marvel, Marvel, Marvel feels like it's made by people who actually read the comics, and DC is made by producers. Fair enough. They just want money, which makes uh, me really sad. I, w- I would say um, DC for the earlier movies, Marvel for the later movies. In like the original Superman, original Batman, I. I prefer those over the original of the other Marvels. Like my my childhood is firmly rooted in Superman. It's it's really hard to put anything up that will lose against that first Captain America movie. I disagree. Yeah, you think there's worse than that first one? <laughs> um, and not not Tobey the first and Spider Man three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that stupid dance. He broke it. Yeah. Although okay. that that did lead to a lot <clears throat> of funny internet moments, so I'm kind of glad it happened. Good job. I agree. With, I agree with you with the the DC on TV, like, and Marvel's trying to pick it up, but I think they're DC doing, still has it. They're not doing too bad. I mean, if you count um, Netflix, then maybe Marvel definitely has it. Yeah, and, you know, puts it over there. But edge. there was there was there was something. Um, damn, I forget the name of the podcast. But he said something. Or no, no, it wasn't a podcast. It was um honest trailers but for the tv and it said it's amazing that agents of shield is as good as it is for the limitations it has on it because they're not allowed to use anything from the movies really they can't have any of the actors they can't have any of the real they can't tie into the movies too much because it it puts too much of an anchor on future storylines in the movies this is a great lightning round fellas (laughs) so fast we always go (laughs) the lightning likes to dig a trench (laughs) <laughs> it's it's, li- weeds. it's lightning like the electricity moving through wood to make the burn prop uh, patterns it's just really slow <laughs> okay so the next question I feel like I should not read but <laughs> what would be your first steps if a clown starts chasing you down the street um, I would I would I would either my fight or flight would kick in I would either cower like behind whatever car was closest to me, or I would pick up whatever I could and just start like close my eyes and start thrashing in hopes <laughs> that it's dead whenever I open my eyes. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. I have a good answer for this one. Since I can't really run. <laughs> Fair enough. I would just take off my leg and start swinging. Nice. So two harmful things. We're two for two and we're, <laughs> we're harming the clown. It it depends on it depends on my mood and what's there. If I got my family there, I'm not taking the chance picking them up and running. If I'm alone, try and be crazier than the crazy person. <laughs> you, if you can up that quotient to 
past what they're doing, then they might turn and run. Hmm, <laughs> it's a tricky one. I would either uh, go into like a um, what do you call it? a hall of mirrors? Because I'm assuming I'm at a state fair when the I don't know for some reason like when clowns <laughs> are chasing me or at like a some sort of carnival, right? So I'm gonna go into the hall of mirrors and lose them in there, like Bruce Lee style. Enter the dragon? No. Nobody. That sounds like the worst idea I have ever heard. Because <laughs> that would take that one clown and, and multiply him. Be hundreds of clowns. It could also backfire real quick. Like you could be the victim of the mirrors just as easily. <laughs> That's true. Or I'll just throw a uh, a banana peel down because clowns always slip on banana peels. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I used some my Mario Kart experience. All right, who's next? Um, I'll go. Are you going straight down the line? I think I think I should skip. Go down the line. Just go matter. straight. Down. Okay. Why Who am I balding? Cares? I'm not. Next. <laughs> my my hairstylist no. said that my hair was thinning. You've got a. So I just stopped cutting the top of my hair. All I have thicker. all I have is recent um, knowledge of you. So you might be normal. You might be developing a widow's peak, but I. I don't have enough time information to tell. Oh. Normally, I, hair I mean, it's not way. worse than mine. No, I have hair. I've got hair. Thick and lush. But no. No, it's not going away. I'm not balding. I guess over the time scale of... Um, I guess it depends on your time scale, right? So, from high school to now, I guess I, I am. Technically. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mom's Jeans. <laughs> I am balding for the same reason whoever wrote this question is balding I'm getting old Oh, mm-hmm. you're just not taller than your hair and actually I'm not losing my hair it's just migrating that way and then down my back nice. <laughs> it's being displaced alright Sean you're up alright so I'm trying to decide whether I go with that first one or if I go with the next oh. two are fairly are fairly heavy. Yep. I don't think they're heavy. Maker questions. Yeah, those are maker questions. All right. So, favorite thing you've made for your children? I don't have an answer. I'll, I'll let you guys no. answer. I, I don't know yet. Let me think. <laughs> her bedroom. She hasn't been really around long enough for me to make her a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, her I would say she doesn't yeah. sleep in. I'd say my kids' uh, big treehouse bed. It went from one, it went from my oldest son to my middle son and kind of all their friends and everybody has always come over and played with it. It's always been this neat little, little thing that's made their room cooler than, you know, their friend's room. And it was one of my first like woodworking projects. So yeah, my kid's treehouse bed. I would say the, the Mario Kart room It's kind of hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. It still uh, warrants or it still uh, receives a fun reaction whenever new people see it for the first time. So it's always a treat to see him react to it. You know, I guess my answer has to be a little bit different because I don't know if it's any one item I've made for them as opposed to making the videos together for the YouTube channel. Mm. I think maybe doing that together is, that would probably have to be my answer. Wes, just keep going in a circle. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What project are you most proud of and what future project would you be proud to make? Mm. I'm pretty proud of renovating the RV. 
like not just because it's pretty in its vein it just it works like functionally the whole thing just kind of worked like it was a really big project and like holy crap look at there it worked in a short short amount of time yeah and what was the other part what future project would you be proud to make um I guess going back to the treehouse bed, I want to make my kids an actual, like, off the ground, in the branches yes. treehouse. Yep. Like, I've always wanted to have one. I made a very crude version when I was a kid out of one of those, like, Fisher Price little playhouse things that we hoisted up into some trees. But I've always wanted to make, like, with a boy, a floor and walls and a window and a door, like, treehouse. And since I don't have a yard, and a trap door. I can't really do that. Yep. Yeah. So whenever we end up wherever we end up like a workshop space would be preferable. Maybe if we're going to make the maker space, but if we look for a house, it has to have a tree worthy of a tree house. Have you ever seen the show uh, Treehouse masters? Yeah. I got a lot of inspiration from that show to start making stuff. And it really kind of raises the bar of what's possible. Yeah. All right. So Mark, um, I kind of got to go along the lines of what you did. I'm going to say my, the most proud accomplishment is the house. Because I've had my hands on just about every single piece of it. Future future goals that I'd like to do is is get um, get get the Lego guy start to finish from scratch. You know, learn how to learn how to do that process. Learn all the tools involved in it. Um, I think that would be really cool. So that's my future, Sean. Um, the one I'm probably most proud of, and I think I've mentioned this on podcast on the podcast before, is probably the rose, but mainly because I hadn't really seen it before and didn't know if it was going to work, and the fact that it it worked um, to that degree was was pretty nice. Um, future project would probably be the uh, idea for that pinball game slash machine that I have, mainly because I don't have a lot of the skills with the electronics. I'm not an engineer. I don't know how the mechanics are going to work. So figuring a lot of that out and getting it to work the way I see it in my head would be um, would be really something. Wes and uh, most proud of. Uh, I don't really have like a lot to to pull from. Uh, I'm pretty pretty proud of how the Thwomp came out. That's a recent memory. So I don't know if it's the most proud of, but I don't know. I don't really. My, my appreciation for projects grow over time since I get to see them a lot. So some end up surpassing others just in the way that they're used by other people and stuff. And it's kind of hard to nail down. Like I like the bookcase as well. Like every time I read some stories and stuff out of there for Grant and he like every time he opens it and puts toys in there and stuff, it's pretty cool. So until he's like scribbles on it with a crayon, then I'll be kind of changing my <laughs> attitude about that. Uh, future project. Um, the tree house is definitely a good one. We have three quarters of an acre of, we have a little bit of woods behind the house. So uh, definitely some room back there to do some stuff. Um, but it'd be cool to make something for like my daughter's first house or something like that. Or, uh, my wife, you know, she, Catherine wants me to make her something, you know, I haven't actually made her something in a long time. So, uh, once I figured out what that is, that'll be a good one. All right. Uh, <laughs> why did my son just turn and cough in my face while I'm trying to rock him back to sleep? Uh, because kids are super ungrateful. Uh, 
butthole sometimes. <laughs> they do that. The same reason that my two-year-old looked at my delicious dinner the other day and looked at me and looked at it and looked back at me and then just stuck his finger right in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, thank you. Yummy, grubby little finger sauce. Yeah. All right, so I have a response for this. So why did my son just turn to uh, cough in my face and I'm trying to rock him to sleep? Well, that's only because he didn't have any vomit ready. Nice. <laughs> Dry heaving. <laughs> Let's make all of our listeners sick right now. <laughs> they didn't have any, she, she didn't have a burp in the chamber. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. <laughs> that was. Hold on. Are you gonna do another one? Yeah. Hold on. I'm back to sleep. Uh, if you can have your sugar bowl be in any shape, what would it be? A sugar like a sugar bowl? Is that a thing? Hmm. I don't actually have a sugar bowl, so I think I it's a thing for a sugar old bowl people. either. I think grandmas have it, so maybe that's for, yeah. for fancy people. If there's sugar in my bowl, there's also cereal in it. Sugar's in a bag. It says sugar on it. <laughs> yeah, Mine's in a jar much. in the closet. I don't know why you well, need it in a take, container. <laughs> take a thing out of a container just to put it into another container that doesn't say sugar on it. It's like it's like double-wrapped bread. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, Ooh, what's in there? Well, that's salt, obviously. It's a salt yeah. container. See, now you're just messing with people. Just leave it in the bag. It says sugar on it. What if it's brown sugar too? You know, not specifying the color. I think this. I think this question is incomplete. Sugar? Yeah, but we're not supposed to see color. Can't separate the colors. But they do taste different. So <laughs> we're gonna go in some bad territory quick. <laughs> <laughs> the train's derailing. Quick, save us, Mark. Long pig. Um... Do you think the fear of racism is why people do not have brown sugar containers? <laughs> I was going to leave it alone. <laughs> I think we're going into the depths of psychology that I have. I haven't the uh, diploma to, to talk about. <laughs> I think this level of political correctness would find its way into your your kitchen container. Hey, hey, look! All sugar matters. Okay, just exactly. <laughs> um. All right, I'm just going to go to the next question. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> what movie quote do you bust out most often in day-to-day conversations? That's a, I need a minute to think about this one. It's all like a really good movie quote user. Is, it's all situational. Yeah. You've got it in the chamber. Which one tends to be on your mind more often than others, though? If, if you That's had... what she said. That's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? Mine... If you just break out, wreck them, damn near kill them. What is that from? It's it's the longest joke that has no beginning to it, but they used it in Men in Black. You see really? The I did not and think just, we were going to have a Men in Black quote. They just actually, yeah. Speaking of which, that's that's the other one that I it's I don't use it as a quote, but I use it as a like one of the most intelligent lines in movies that come from the oddest place uh, in the first movie. Time uh, they're sitting on the park bench talking and says, "Why don't you tell people? The, the people are smart; they'll know." And Timely Lee Jones looks at him and goes, "A person is smart. People are dumb, stupid, ignorant, violent, and you know it." 
And that one I use a lot. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I'm proud there. <laughs> no, I don't want your Girl Scout cookies. People are dumb and violent. Isn't it? We should have finished with that one. <laughs> group, group mentality, or uh, what's that? Mob mentality, man. Yeah. Yeah, that and wrecked them, damn near killed them. That one, you just get an eyebrow and they go, what? And you go, you don't know. And you walk away and just leave that question in their head. I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but it's any number of a handful between The Matrix and Fight Club. Is that what a man looks like? No, I think it's from Fight Club. It's Bob Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. No. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. It was something else. Oh, it's been ruined. Come back to Sean. He'll remember it. No, it was like, uh, oh, crap. Now you're going to have to come back to me. I, I don't remember. I find myself pulling from Napoleon Dynamite more often than I probably should. And we have evidence, right. and we have evidence on the show yeah. to prove it, too. Yes. It's, I do it's very too. versatile. Yeah. Like anytime anybody mentions something about going to college, I always say your mom goes to college. And no one gets it except me and my like brother-in-law. So we just like bust up laughing. Yeah, you said that to me, and I didn't get it. Because I can't. That's right, I can't. I did. You thought I was like being offensive yeah. or something. I, I can't stand that movie. We laughed amongst ourselves. <laughs> no, the the trippiest part is here at the campground. The guy that runs the place, his name is Kip. Oh, it's so bad. And Kip's like, I gotta go talk to Kip. I'm like, gotta go talk to Kip. <laughs> and he froze. Oh, that would be so dumb. I need to show that one to Samantha. I think she would like it. I think it would just confuse. <laughs> Young it fragile might. minds. It might. I never understood that movie. Just, You're not supposed to, I no. think. Mm. And I, Pictures I guess that's what I'm like. that they can. But that's, you know, they're full of crap. I don't know. I always, dang, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Mine are always situational. But one I can always remember is uh, mass genocide is the most exhausting activity one can engage in next to soccer. That was from... Uh, Dogma, and I don't know why, but that one always yes. stuck with me. Yeah. That is a great quote. The Matt Damon line. There were so many quotable lines from that movie. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you get the next one. All right, give me a second. Well, we got to go back to Sean's quote first. Oh, my bad. That's right. Did you, yeah, the, did the, you the, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. But the uh, fact that that gets adapted to so many different things where you just you know substitute in something else. You know, the first rule of this is you don't talk about this. I don't think I use it, but I think it comes up a lot just in my head. Um, oh, okay. So if we're just going down the line. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> do you secretly want to wear bib overalls, but think people will make fun of you for it? I do. <laughs> I think you need to bring it back. What the hell bib are bib overalls? overalls? Are we talking about like... Like farmer jean yeah, suspender. That's, that's how I take that. You know, this caught me as funny because I decided to coach T-ball and we get to pick a name. And the guy I work with was like, "Just call them the Minions," because like kids like that show. And I thought <laughs> about the uniforms; they were all gonna wear bib overalls and like black <laughs> shoes <laughs> and like a yellow hat with an eyeball <laughs> on it, and that was gonna be their baseball uniform. So I don't know why this struck me as oddly appropriate. Uh, to answer the question, no, I do not secretly want to wear them. Next. Yeah, no. I had a pair when I was a kid, and I remember them being the most inconvenient. Like, to to, to go pee, you have to completely, like, undress yourself. We have a set for Grant, and they're super cute on them, but they're a pain in the 
but when he changes diaper. <laughs> That's like a young man, old man clothing option. Like if yeah. you're yeah. suspenders. I do like that there's a pocket like right in the middle of your chest. Like kangaroo like, pocket, yeah. Yeah, you can you can keep stuff there. I don't know, that seems handy. But that and a t shirt. Do you guys remember in the early nineties when those things were in fashion, but the fashion was to wear it down so the straps mm-hmm. would yeah. hang over your side? It was like the the hip hop the hip hop fashion. Yeah, Chris I Cross vaguely did, I remember that. Crisscross, yeah. We'll make you jump jump. Applesauce. Hordes of people were wearing their clothes backwards. Can you believe that was oh, an actual thing? Yeah. Hey, man, you never know what's cool. That's almost they as stupid as sagging your too. pants. It was just an evolution. It started up there, then they just kind of drooped. Because <laughs> nothing was holding up the pants anymore, obviously. <laughs> people are just going to be wearing super baggy socks. It's just like a, slow, it's a super slow time lapse of, yeah, Pants falling, clothes melting off people. Yeah, <laughs> Wes just provided the most logical explanation for fashion ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a slow gravity pull of just the clothes off the person's body. <laughs> we need to start our own fashion line. It's just people like attaching their clothes to the back of their shoes, just dragging it behind them as they walk. <laughs> oh my god, it's so beautiful. Oh. Don't joke. H&M. Don't joke. I could see that happening. Right, who's, got the, who's got the next one? Okay. Who's that, Wes? Uh, I think you're up. I think Wes is up. Oh, he's going to love this one. Uh, no, I did not like this one. Okay, why did Voldemort have to kill Cedric? He shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. I don't get that. you got to say that in the Sling Blade voice. Why did Voldemort have to kill Cedric? He shouldn't have done that. He's just a boy. Mm-hmm. There you go. I've seen that movie I once, and I have not seen... Any Harry Potter, so the whole question's moot on me. We're reading the books right now, and I don't know who Cedric is, but now if a friggin' character named Cedric comes up... Spoiler. I guess I should not form a relationship with that guy. Way to ruin it, questioner. Yep. It's all ruined. Give up now. We can skip that one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should have <laughs> our listeners answer that. Josh, why don't you take the next question? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> This one is from Justin. The Scroll Saw Scribbler. Who? Who is... Yeah, I don't know. May have heard of that guy. Hmm. Plays around with scribbles or something. But it says, Why aren't I a more permanent member of the podcast? I vote I replace Josh. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, that's that's a valid argument. I'm, I'm on the fence about my vote. So. Hmm. Yeah, Probably because he can't Justin? stay up late I, enough. It sort of runs into the next question. Uh, he can't stay up late enough to record the podcast, so. Yeah, and when we invite you on to be super witty and charming, you just get really serious and somber and tell your story like a regular person. We had expectations, sir. Performance anxiety. Mm-mm. Ooh. <laughs> you stepped up to the plate, and you hit a single on an error. You need to be hitting home runs, sir. If you were looking for the opportune time, that was it. But now we can have him back on more. Justin's super cool. Yeah. Most of these questions do come from him. Not all of them, but most of them. There's about three or four more if you scroll scroll a little bit more. Oh, there's some scrolling, banter. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. More banter. Slander. There I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip a couple. I'm gonna skip ahead to one. Does it bother you that we're manipulating the corpses of trees? Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, what was that? What was that Mitch Hedberg bit? Tree houses are the most metal thing on the planet. You're taking the dead body parts and nailing and attaching them to the live members <laughs> of the same race. Yeah, of the same race. Yeah, <laughs> that's metal, man. <laughs> we are manipulating, but we are also preserving and beautifying, and wishing we were hobbits, but mm-hmm. not underground. And pissing off ants. I think that's uh, like a little bit deeper. I think that's why a lot of woodworkers really, really cherish what they do and get really irritated at Ikea and Walmart and all these other places that if you're going to cut down a tree, whether it's live, dead or diseased or whatever, like you should honor that thing. That was a living thing. And so if you just cut it up into cheap plywood or particle board or, you know, it's it's essences in a piece of MDF like you don't get that same thing. You get a really nice piece of walnut or a really nice piece of cherry that has those growth rings and that figure, and you can highlight it and celebrate it and show it off. That I mean, people don't understand. Maybe it's I'm just in Georgia. People always ask me to like stain wood, and I'm like, you don't have to stain a tree that is that color. Like people don't understand that there is something other than pine. And so when you find a tree hey, that or that's all that Home Depot sells, all right? Yeah. But yeah, when you find something that's beautiful, like you celebrate it, you put a nice coat of finish on it, share it with someone else. Yeah, I actually think it's somewhat of a, a ser- um, you know, it's said in a funny way, but the idea behind it is actually pretty interesting. And I don't know about you guys, but I hate throwing away scraps that I've generated. I always want to make use of them somehow. I feel like I'm wasting this thing if I, you know, if I throw it away. All right, so this one's uh, actually no. It's Wes, your turn. We're gonna yeah, little. I'm gonna cherry pick one here. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. If Josh and Sean decide they're through with each other, <laughs> who decides with who and why? Who sides with who and why? I guess it's really <laughs> not that just there up is to some, me and Mark. Not that there is some weird rift here. I don't know why he decided to divide the podcast on those lines, but. So who who's Team Sean and who's Team Josh? I don't know. I kind of want to be Team Sean. <laughs> hmm. Josh has a CNC machine and I could use one of those Ooh, I do that is a good plus I've yeah. got better snacks oh. he's got more room he's got cookies like the dark side <laughs> that's, that's true I'll pick I'll pick just I'll pick whoever hasn't been picked so the sides are even and we can have a good war nice. <laughs> civil war if Wes is on my side too, we'd have all the sweets, pancakes and cookies. Oh, that's crap. true. Mm-hmm. I have a monopoly. No. Need, our side may not be able to move as fast. <laughs> team dinner, team dessert. Team's already handicapped, literally. <laughs> that was good. Seven o'clock show is completely different than four o'clock show. Um, all right, this one says, what are your thoughts on shop safety with and without children? I don't know. I mean, you should. We talked about this during like our responsibility kind of episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About, like your personal habits, what you consider safe or what are good routine practices to continue to be safe. I don't know. Like when I'm working, I just don't like loud noises. So I have earmuffs. I would say 40 to 50%, maybe closer to 40. I might have ear pro- or eye protection on. Uh, safety. 
I mean, you mitigate safety. It's you. There's something in your hand that can kill you. Like, don't put your hand near that. Like, you know, you're going to make stupid mistakes where something's going to jump and you're like, oh, crap, don't do that again. That's usually your safety training. I think the, the real basic is if anything feels awkward or like you would have to force it, stop. Yeah, if my if my stomach starts getting that weird feeling, I'm like, Meh. but if my kid's in there, no, I'm full blown safety officer with the sash. Because road guard vest. Yeah, because a I don't want her to get hurt, and b that's not something my wife will ever forgive me for. Remember that one time? Yes, I remember the one time. Wes, do, do your kids come down to your shop? Uh, not, well, Smith has like a little dedicated area for her. She has like Legos and things over there, but we haven't really delved into anything more dangerous than that yet. Yeah, DK hasn't really wanted to make anything since his like line of videos on her YouTube channel. He kind of stopped really caring. My two-year-old has, he wants to come out to the shop every time I'm doing something and I have to, he's the one I have to give like a scrap piece of wood with a screw (laughs) in it and he just goes and like hits things with it. So it's. Shop safety with my children is you need to distract them and their fleeting imagination with silly things and things that are interesting but probably won't hurt hurt them as bad. They may get hurt, but just not really hurt. <laughs> like a board with a bunch of nails in it. It's the best distraction, but then again, it's, it's hard to say that I'm going to give my kid a board with a bunch of nails in it and keep him safe. <laughs> it does. Just hit this a lot. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to rapid-fire three of them because it's all one-word answers for the most part. All right, go for it. French fries or tater tots? Would you tater drink tots. milk? F- oh, yeah, okay, we'll do the answers. Uh, yeah, French- <laughs> that would probably make sense. Three of them go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, French fries or tater tots? Tater tots. Tater tots. Yeah, done. Wes? Tater tots, of course, Napoleon Dynamite. Duh. <sighs> I'm alone. Okay, next. Would you drink... Would you drink milk straight from an udder? Depends no. on her name. Uh, what, what mammal is it? There you go. <laughs> Unspecified. I hope my students don't listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> who Who is the tallest of the pod? Me. Mark. Mark's Holy a giant. Crap. Mark came around the corner. We were in Boston. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> we started a basketball team. We would be the, for the record, we would be the worst basketball team in the history of baskets or balls. All right, what's your, uh, it says beef jerky, the greatest road trip snack, but I'm going to change it. Josh, what's your go-to uh, road trip snacks? Drink and food. Go. Ooh. Uh, when we go on a road trip, I have a gallon jug of water. That's that's exciting. What else? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a gallon jug of water and an, an empty Gatorade bottle. You can do the math. So, so you, what are you eating then? How do you, how do you fit the gallon of water in the Gatorade bottle? <laughs> I was going to ask the same damn thing. <laughs> I don't know. We need to do that. It's, it's, like, it's like a little bit like a Die Hard, die hard 3 like <laughs> conversion with the water. <laughs> you don't pee out everything you drink, I don't think. Pretty close. Hospitals measure yeah. your intake and outtake. Or, yeah, you're putting out that way. I don't know. Maybe it's by the time. Where the hell is it going, going otherwise? Going, yeah. I will stop. The Gatorade bottle is an interim. Are you a frequent peer? Yeah, I have a baby bladder. Right, snack, dude. I don't know. Peanut M and M's. I mean, you're you're on like a perpetual road trip, so you should figure it out. All right, Mark, yeah. what's your answer? Oh, God, <laughs> snack, perpetual. Hmm. 
chocolate covered pretzels. That's a good one. <laughs> That's another mall rats reference. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little melty, but damn, are they damn exquisite. exquisite. Was it? For me, it's Gatorade, but actually Gatorade in the bottle, not Josh's method. And <laughs> pr- Pringles and peanut M&M's. Oh, hmm. I forgot about Pringles. Mine is uh, the glass Yoohoo. That's the Gosh, only Yoohoo. And uh, uh, Combos, nacho cheese flavor, which they discontinued because they're uh, communists. Or they were like really? they giving people it? stomach cancer. Yeah, nacho, nacho cheese flavor doesn't exist. Cheddar cheese is, I like the pretzel Combos, so cheddar cheese is the one I'll go with. Yeah, I had to look it up. I'm surprised you didn't say Mountain Dew. Because yeah. you, you, you can down some Mountain Dew. Can I? It seems that way. When did I do that? I don't know. I It just seemed like you always had Mountain Dew or Surge with you in You're Boston. You're just the kind of person. It seems like <laughs> you could shotgun a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen you with a tall boy of Surge more often than not. Surge, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. It's Surge. No, Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Oh, so angry they stopped selling that in the stores. I'll give into that one. I go to Taco Bell just for that. Actually, not really, yep. but okay. That's a good story. So what are you all geeking out about? What's the worst thing you've ever done and the worst thing to pair with mac and cheese? I think one is far safer than the other. Because I can't answer one of those anyways. Yeah, I think we'll we'll shrug liability with the worst thing you've ever done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Statue of limitations haven't passed yet, and I have students. Oh, <laughs> Patreon members, stay tuned after the show. <laughs> that would be <laughs> making geeks after hours. I think the worst thing to pair with mac and cheese would be lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a sour apple martini. I think that had the same effect. Fruity pebbles. What mixed into it? Yeah. Are we talking mixed in? It's or pairing. Like, I eat a bite of mac and I cheese. Think, I think either way, it doesn't matter. Mixed oh. in. Now that might be something. I think what's, I the best, what's the best thing to mix in with mac and cheese? Not blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> no. Have it more cheese. I always put barbecue gonna, sauce in my macaroni and cheese. because I'm. I'm going to say like, something that nobody anywhere will know what it is. Pork roll. Oh, that's good. What? Pork See? roll? Pork roll. Pork it's roll? Rolled pork. Yes. No, it's it's something... You gotta look it up, because it actually... It's something you can pretty much only get in New Jersey. And it is... It's it's somewhere along the same lines as Spam. Hmm. And it is so good. So horrible for you, but so good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah. Cool. It's good. We gotta end on macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm that was a good day. Awesome mac and cheese. What are we geeking out about, guys? I'll start. I'm geeking out that I finally have my new website almost done. It's about 60 to 70% done. And I actually have a working storefront. So I have stickers oh. up for sale as of right now. And then recently, I uh, dipped my toe in the odd world that is Reddit with some of my posts along with Imgur. So I've gotten a lot of recent requests for more coin rings. So I actually might put some of those in my... My shop too. So. Nice. That's what I've been working on, and that's what I'm geeking out about this week. Your shop shop. Yep. Shop of the shop shop. Um, I'm geek. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna jump the gun here. I'm geeking out over the Nintendo Switch and uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. By the time you're listening to this podcast, hopefully, I'm playing it. 
Are you going to taste the cartridge? I'm gonna I'm gonna lick it a little bit. And see what see what's up with that. You guys hear about that? <laughs> did Did you guys hear about that? <laughs> No. They, pur- they purposely made the cartridge. I didn't read the whole article. I just know they purposely made the cartridges taste bad. They're they're so small that kids could put them in their mouth and like ingest them. Oh. So they're it's like, yeah, they put and also dogs and stuff. They're like, like um, not quite postage stamp they're, size, they're... but they're pretty small, like SD card basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess they assume kids are playing, and they'll find a. You know, Legend of Zelda snack. I'm not sure, but there's been people Where? posting videos like with like a, a, a like a plate and they have like a fancy dinner napkin around their you know neck and they like fork and spoon. They're like getting ready to eat the cartridge is like their thumbnail. So everybody's <laughs> like doing it's sort of like a little meme kind of thing right now. But, but yeah, the uh, reviews for the game have been pretty stellar. It's gotten like 10 out of 10 like across the board. And yeah. one says it's like um, one of uh, Nintendo's crown, most crowning achievements in gaming, mm-hmm. like, period, which is pretty crazy to say. So I look forward to trying it out. They must never play Battletoads, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I really, rarely get as excited as I do with a you know, Nintendo console, especially with a good game coming with it. It's just kind of teleports me back to childhood like i don't get very amped up over much but that i definitely do wes have you owned every single nintendo system uh if we're not counting like portables yeah so you, you got a wii and you had a wii u and now you'll get the get the switch yep oh, cool yep virtual con or virtual boy all the different ones i think the switch is kind of appealing for us that from what I understand, like it's a standalone console, but then you can take it on the go with you. Yeah. Is that their their name? It's to fame a little bit. Thing? It's a little bit underpowered for like you know if you compare it to the PS4 or Xbox One, like it doesn't really hold its own against them. But it's optimized for like portability as well. Mm-hmm. Like it has a higher power mode when it's docked, but then when you d- disconnect, it's like you just pull it right out in the middle of the game. It'll instantly switch. Hence huh. the name to the Rich. screen and it it's a little bit lower um performing but it's optimized for that size so it doesn't eat up all the battery you know trying to crank out full hd graphics and everything i think it's 720p when you do portable um but yeah you can go back and forth at will between the different modes which is kind of neat as like Compa- a th- go ahead uh, since I was going to say, comparing Nintendo to like Xbox and PlayStation isn't exactly fair either because they don't no, they don't true. put out the same type of games. Mm-hmm. No, different intention. They, they're yeah. in their different own world, and they're happy with that. They carve out their own niche. I mean, you always have like the the port games, you know, like Call of Duty, or you know, it's on all the different systems and all those sort of you know, wide ranging titles. So a lot of those don't end up making it to the Nintendo consoles, but a lot of people have, like at least the last generation, I'm counting the Wii U, they would have a PC and a Wii U. And so they get, like most of the multi-platform games, they come out on PC, and they're usually the higher performing ones. Then the Wii U has like all the Nintendo exclusive stuff that doesn't exist on any other platform, like the Mario's and the Zelda's, Metroid's and stuff. So that's a, a pairing that a lot of people have gotten, which is kind of interesting. 
What about you, Mark? What are you geeking out about? I'm not sure, actually. I've oh. been, um, today is Tracy's birthday, so I've been kind of focusing Happy on birthday. doing stuff for her. Uh, I know Logan's out. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 looks really good. Mark, I'm surprised you're not bringing up the new Alien trailer. Cool. I it does look cool, and I'm wondering if we're gonna get to have some alien on alien violence in this one because I believe there's two different types. But it's that I don't know, man. That that trailer just made me uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it was a bit like the back of a box horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> like nah, that was really good. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't even mean to cut off that perfectly timed. And for all of our listeners, you need to go back and listen to a couple of our first shows to figure out or find out the context of when that was said. <laughs> if you don't like Paul Rats references, you might need to find another podcast. Just yeah. Snooze your bougies. Fly, fat it. No. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think they are definitely going back to their their like the Alien One origin, you know the 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 scary horror. But I think they're mm-hmm. like where where Alien One was more. It left about ninety eight percent of the horror to to your own mind. Um, I think like I've never been good with gore, and I think that I think it's gonna have not. That I mean, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it, but. Um, I think it's going to have a fair amount of it in it and that's going to just it just messes like the older I get the more like horrible things I watch happen disturb me on a level I'm uncomfortable with it's interesting how age changes a lot of that yeah like I'm becoming always, a parent was, too yeah yeah I was I was always kind of iffy about it to begin with but yeah the older I get I think it's like the more it affects me and it's uh, it's weird how about you Josh uh, I watched, <clears throat> excuse me. I watched Arrival the other day. I know it's uh, like so it just came out that. on DVD and stuff. I don't know. I'm pretty late in the game, but there was a, a YouTube channel called Nerd Writer, and he dissected that movie as Arrival being like the the response to like a bunch of bad movies because it was really really awesome. And I thought Amy McAdams did a really good job, and it was a really cool Alien movie. Where I think this was the first alien movie i'm gonna kind of well i'll spoil it but not a lot but like tried to do good and it showed that like the humans were the terrible ones where normally like yeah like (laughs) it's not mars attacks like it's it's a really good alien (laughs) movie but like all the alien movies you're gonna see like they're coming here to do some harm they're here to wreck the world up and like it's all about you know communication and just the movie was put together pretty awesomely. Like you said, like you said um, about Alien, where you make up a lot of the stuff in your mind. Ninety eight percent of that you make up in your mind. This movie, you do you make a lot of associations that you think are true, and you come to watch the movie, you find out that they're absolutely not true. Like you just made that association yourself. Yeah. Like. Huh. Well, going going off of the uh, like humans are the bad guys you know, district. Nine. Yeah, I was just, just about nine. to say that. Yeah, yeah. film. I love that movie. I, I'm kind of, I wish they would do a sequel to that. I would love to see, you know, that story continue. It was. It's been in production, or it's been talked about for a long time, but I don't know why it hasn't gotten out the ground. I think the directors got into a lot of other projects, and 
didn't yeah. happen. And then um, was it the the Inhumans got their main three characters casted? That I'm kind of excited for. And the trailer for Pirates Five. That was dark. I think I I kind of like the idea of the story though. I want to be hopeful, but I I I think it's had its time. I categorize it with the Transformers movies. I just don't even care. Oh, anymore. they're not even that bad. Mm. No, they're not. But they're I, not. I, I they're not Michael Bay explosions bad. I, I concur with both of you. I do not think it has reached that level. But at the same time, I stopped caring about Pirates of the Caribbean long ago, yeah. and the not because I'm an adult or whatever. Yeah, yeah just they're I not geared they're... toward children. I just like I I stopped caring about Jack Sparrow. Like, yeah, I think they're just more kind of like fun fun movie like one-liner movies you know you, you get a lot of witty like one-liners that make you laugh and some of them had good stories some of them didn't but this one actually looks like it has a pretty decent story like going back to the beginning of you know him being a kid and the guy they've actually become formulaic though it's the same formula when, yeah. you, when you watch the trailers like i've seen that shot before i've seen that shot and they're just doing like the you know the high money shots of Okay, versus this creature, here's all the pirates running, here's, you know, a cool underwater shot. It's, I don't think there's anything interesting being done with the franchise anymore. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I'll probably end up watching it, uh, but I won't watch it in the theater. Oh, no, no. And I heard news that there's a glimmer of hope for Tron 3, although not a lot, but I'm still holding out hope for that movie. I think other people are pushing it. I think a lot of people are trying to push it, but Disney's got too much on their plate right now, and they just don't care about it. No, because it doesn't have Marvel by the name. Marvel or Pirates or... I forget what's the other two. Yeah, Star Wars. (laughs) But yeah, I hope hope one day... I I hope I see that before I go. (laughs) Man, that Before you die. (laughs) Ultimatum. (laughs) Wow. Well, you better save your money. You guys got 70 years. Jeff Bridges ain't cheap. Yeah, the digital one, you can just use them from two. Yeah, that's true. LEDs are some new textures another, on there. Another 10 good. years, you're not going to need an actor. Yep. You're just going to need a Michael Winslow who can do any voice on the planet. You know, they also said that 10 years ago. Mm. You can go yeah, get... Look, uh, how, look how, like I said, look how far it's come. You've you've gone, for, like, Tron 2, which was five years ago, six years ago, up to now. You, and Parking, you take yeah. creepy digital Jeff Bridges back then, which was impressive, but still really creepy. And then you go to Tarkin from Rogue One, and that leap is significant. It's not Robert Robert Downey. I would say Robert Downey Jr. is a more accurate comparison. Yeah. From, from I think Civil young, since the actor is still alive, young yeah. Michael Douglas, I think was the best one in Ant Man. Mm, that was a good one. From yeah. Ant Man. Ant Man. You didn't he, even notice he was that younger. He wasn't that much younger though. They, like, 40, they 50 years? That's pretty middle, young. They made him middle-aged. He's like 80 now. They made him like he was 40. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> are those weeds we were talking about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very effective hour-long lightning round. <laughs> it's potpourri. That's fun. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. And to all of our listeners, we would love to hear from you. You heard a lot of the sample questions we, or a lot of the questions uh, that we were going over today. 
We'd like to do a couple more of these episodes in the future or just periodically address some of the questions or topics that our listeners um, would like to hear. And you can do that by going to the contact page on the Making Geeks website. And you can also check out the homepage of the site to listen to past episodes and take a look at all the past guests that we've had on the show. And check it out, and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on all of the most popular social media pages. You can find us at Making Geeks on Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry, Making Geeks Podcast on Instagram, at Making Geeks on Twitter and Facebook, and the website as normal. We also like to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash making geeks. Did you guys know that we have a maker sticker of the month club Patreon level? Hmm. Did you guys not? I did tell us about that, Wes. Yeah. We'll actually uh, mail out an assortment of stickers on a monthly basis uh, from our collections of other makers and other uh, maker-related events. So it's sort of like a loot crate of maker stickers in a way. We also have a couple other cool um, levels on here. You can actually watch this very podcast. Well, you could have watched this very podcast a couple days ago when we posted on YouTube. You actually see the video of us recording it, and it's all actually unedited, so you'll see some stuff that you wouldn't have heard otherwise. So it's kind of fun. But we all thanks a lot for supporting us. We appreciate it. Yeah. You can find all our own individual work at geekbuilders.net. Asylum Designs on Instagram, Twitter, and Thingiverse, geeksmithing.com, and thepiworkshop.com. I'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us, as always, uh, for this uh, super fun, uh, kind of, yeah, the, the Potent Potables crazy conversation we had today. That was a good time. Potent Potables. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stay tuned every Saturday. That's what I was going to say. Stay tuned every Saturday for a new episode. And we hope you have a great week. Bye. Take care, folks. Later. You're going to add out these dead spaces, right? Absolutely. <laughs>